All right, just first start off, um, we're static with the two players we got. You know, obviously getting Kayvon Thibodeau, you know, really good pass rusher at five. We're excited about that. You know, the thought of, you know, getting him there with Aziz on the other side and, you know, the, the pass rush is important to us. So two young pass rushers on the team now um, you know, that we're definitely excited about. And then Evan Neal, you know, again, we're going to, I'm sure it'll be come up, but right starting off, we're going to put him at right tackle. Um, obviously, we really like his versatility. 40 career starts at three different spots in the SEC. Um, only missed one game in his career with COVID. So, um, both 21 years old, young young players. Both still have upside, you know, to develop. But uh, you know, worked out great. You know, we're happy with both the players that we were able to procure tonight. So, open up for questions. We've been through these scenarios a million times. Like we just, we had seven or eight cards, and we just kept switching them back and forth based on different scenarios. And this was a scenario we went over. And if there were two tackles on the board and the pass rusher, we were going to go pass rusher, knowing we could get a tackle at seven. So, you know, we were we were static when that that scenario, you know, came up. I'm not saying starting. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna. We're going to work him at right tackle, yes. Uh, knowing has versatility, you know, to play left or play guard, you know, which was attractive to us. For, for, uh, for both of you, uh, Kayvon at the combine had talked about how you guys, like, gave him a hard time in the interviews just to see if he could handle it. And what, what has been your impression of him through the conversations you guys have had? It seems like a pretty confident and sure of himself kind of guy. Yeah, we've spent a lot of time with him. Uh, we met with him at the combine. I flew out there for his uh, pro day along with, you know, a couple other individuals. You know, we had him in here for a visit. And, you know, he's a, uh, he's a very outgoing individual. He's got a lot of personality. I'm sure you guys will enjoy your time with him, meeting him. Um, but really a good kid, you know, likable kid, works hard. Um, you know, we had a good, Brian and I had several conversations with some of his coaches over the last couple of days. And, um, you know, we had a, we FaceTimed him last weekend. So we really got to know the kid, you know, maybe more than any player in this draft. So um, like the personality and, you know, like the player. Yeah, and it worked out that way too, just that, you know, I was able to get to his pro day and go to dinner with him. You know, you can only do that with so many players during that time. And he was one of the players I was able to go to dinner with, you know, at a pro day, plus spend time with him here, plus have him in the combine. So um, there's just not a lot of players. There's so many players, there's only so much amount of time. But, but yeah, when, you know, Evan Neal's the same way. You know, had dinner with him here. I wasn't able to go to his pro day because of the owners' meetings, but um, we had, you know, him in our room at the, the combine too. So a lot of very good interactions with both prospects. For both of you, if you could, the physical traits that stood out to you about Kayvon and about Evan, what, what stood out? Well, they both have good size, good length. Um, Kayvon is quick off the ball. I think he has a, a wide variety of pass rush moves, but he can also set an edge for us on our defense. And, you know, it's no secret we play multiple schemes with Wink as our defensive coordinator. And, and we envision Kayvon being able to do a lot of different things for us. Um, he's going to have to come in here and earn it, uh, but a productive player the time he's been at Oregon. And, and Evan, you know, he's played multiple positions. He's long. Uh, it, it takes 
you know, a guy to go the long route to get to the quarterback. He's got long arms. He's big, massive man. Um, again, played multiple positions, have a lot of uh, people down in Alabama that I trust that, ha that had a lot of confidence in him and had a lot of good things to say about him. And then along with Bobby Johnson and, and Tony uh, Sperano, the guys that have looked at him, uh, we thought very highly of him. Uh, again, this is uh, you know, this situation that came up. Joe and I, have, we've been meeting you know, the last three or four nights going through as many different scenarios as we can. He, he carries these magnets in his pocket. Um, he pulls them out. I mean, he had them in a draft room and he's moving them around and all that. We did as many different scenarios as we could. And, uh, you know, I thought we were well prepared for tonight. And when it fell the way it fell, that's, you know, that's, we already had that in plan. Brian, do some people would think that the Giants stepped into pretty much the best case scenario. How would you describe the way the top of the draft went for you guys? Yeah, well, I, I credit Joe and his staff along with the coaches. You know, everybody put in so much time and effort. Even to last week, we were we were watching some guys in, in, in my office, Joe, myself, and about eight other people for, you know, seemed like 12 hours a day. We just watched three guys. Um, you know, we're excited about what we have. Uh, again, a lot of work to do with these guys. There always is when you, when you draft young guys and come into your program. But certainly excited with their talent and then also the type of people that they are. you weren't going to do that? Yeah, we, you know, we had a, a, probably three teams, you know, that had talked about potentially moving up, and it was more to seven. Um, there weren't a lot of calls on five. Actually, there, were, there weren't any calls on anybody coming up to five. Um, so we had some conversations in a, in a scenario where, you know, it was really six guys we coveted, and if one of them weren't there, if all six went, then we, we would have probably considered moving back. But any scenario where two of the six guys we liked were there, we were going to stay. So that would have been really the only you know chance that we would have moved back in that scenario. In general, were were teams um, lowballing and reluctant to pay too much to move up just in this draft? Like in general, when you talk to people over the last couple of weeks, like what was your feel of? Yeah, and I wouldn't say that. Uh, you know, the, the two trades I had in place, it was kind of like, hey, let's prepare. So if we're on the clock, it's already done. No haggling. Um, with the two teams that I had talked to, it was fair. You know, on the scale, it was fair. We both agreed it was fair. And, you know, one of the teams actually called me and said, hey, we're out because, you know, a certain position was depleted that they were going to come up for. So, um, you know, we also had a contingency plan if, you know, our six guys that we liked were gone. We, we had a seventh, you know, and if we had to make a pick and we couldn't move back, we were prepared for that. So uh, Brian's not kidding around. Like, we, you know, we, we had every possible scenario based on, how the top of the draft went, and it's really a unique draft. Like, typically you have an idea of who's going to be first and second, and, you know, there were rumors of it, and there was rumors of who was going to go third, um, but you didn't really know. You know, no, everybody was kind of speculating on that. So, um, yeah, we were prepared for a lot of different scenarios. With Evan Neal, what would you say was the differentiator? I mean, you had your choice of a couple tackles there at the time. And also there was something at some point about, uh, I believe it was a hip injury or something, some, some people had mentioned, I wonder if you guys had a look at that or, or would that factor in it at all? Yeah, no, we, uh, what he's talking about, you know, us sitting in an office and watching multiple players multiple times. And I think, um, you know, if you asked around the league how everybody saw those tackles, you know, you could get a bunch of different opinions. So we did a lot of work on those guys. Um, but after the pass rush or after Thibodeau, there was, there was quite a drop. So, um, we would let the tackle, you know, we like the tackles very similarly, so we'd, we thought it was best to let it play out and get the pass rusher first. Um, on the medical, you know, a lot of times 
teams share medical grades and you know I think it was 52% of the league you know there was only 8% that had issues with anything with with Evan and circling up with that you know I think that was a rumor that was out there but the majority of the teams in the league were again he started 40 career games he missed one game because of COVID. Again, or is that your our, you were our medical staff did a great job. They were on it. They, before any of that came out, they, you know, we had went through all that, and they mentioned, um, you know, what some teams have, you know, had concerns with, and you know, our doctors look at it, and they, they, they were fine with everything. Again, his his play history, I think, backs that up. So, how does not getting a quarterback impact James Bradbury going forward now? Yeah, that, that doesn't affect James at all. Again, I've said it all along. There's contingency plans. So, and again, we still have. You know, three picks tomorrow night. You know, we got a fourth, we got two fifths, and a sixth. So there's plenty, plenty of picks to be had. So would you say, that even though the tackles were very close, would you say that Neil was your number one tackle, or were you not one of those? Guys? They were very close. Yeah, we had them side by side. So then why did you pick him? <laughs> What's that? So then why did you pick him? Because Icky was gone at well, as a, six. Uh, well, that, that's in, in terms of. Any other the tackles that we took tip that we thought there was a drop off in pass oh, rushers, I see. Oh, okay. and those two were still there, so it played itself out. Joe, there was a report earlier today that you guys weren't going to pick up the fifth year on uh, Daniels. Is that true? And yes, we we exercised Dexter's fifth year option, and then we did not do Daniels. So how does that affect the draft? I mean, are you looking for a quarterback now? That I mean, we're always going to be open to all positions, but that doesn't really affect our draft status. It's we met on it today, and it really doesn't affect what we think about Daniel. We really like Daniel and the work he's been putting in, and uh, we're excited where he is, and we're excited to work with him. It was just a decision we thought was best for the New York Giants at this time. Brian, what did we think of the pick? Have you spoken to him yet? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, he gave me a, a fish pound back. Um, yeah, look, we look. This is the draft is an inexact deal, and you go through as many scenarios as you can, and you prepare yourself. You know, I'm not going to say it's like preparing yourself for a game as a play caller, and we did that. We felt very comfortable, you know, yesterday. I mean, the guys, the defensive guys went out golfing today, and the offensive guys went out and did another, staff did another thing. So we felt comfortable. I mean, credit to Joe and, and to, the, to the scouting staff. These guys, you know, they put the time in along with the coaches. It was a team effort. Um, feel like we have two good players to, to help us, and, you know, now it's going to be their job to, to come in here, work hard, learn how we do things. Uh, and help them develop. Can I ask a Can I ask a question? I haven't seen Wink. What is he wearing? Not a hat, surprisingly. Is he wearing a cutoff or he wears a suit? No, he's got like a golf shirt on. Okay, so business okay. casual yeah, for uh, those coaches uh, tonight. So right, it's yeah, about okay. the first time I've seen him in normal clothes <laughs> since I've been here. Joe, right. Joe, this was your first time in the quote-unquote hot seat. Yeah. What was What was the experience like for you in in the war room? It was. Dave was talking about it before. You know, it's like. You know, when you go call a game, you're at ease because you've got all your third and five calls. Hey, if it's third and ten plus, you know, here are my calls. We practice all week. We got it. So you're calm when you're up there calling a game. We had been through so many scenarios. The exact scenario that played out, we've probably been through it 15 times this week. Again, we would just stay there in my, in my office and move stuff around. Okay, what do we do here? What do we do here? You know, we had a couple rhymes in place for <laughs> different scenarios. And uh, it, it, it was very seamless. It was easy because, again, where we were at five and seven, it was very easy to plan for that and narrow your focus. So, um, you know, tomorrow and, um, you know, Saturday may be a little bit different. You know, you got to, you know, look at, you know, our picks further down in the third round. You know, tomorrow might be easy for the first pick because we know, it, you know, there's four players that we like. We're going to get one of those four. 
um, if we stay where we are. So um, overall, it was good. And again, preparation, we've been through draft process together, uh, Dave's and I. So, um, you know, their staff did a phenomenal job, like he said. They were very helpful. They put in a lot of time and effort, not just watching the film, but Zooms. You know, these guys are on Zooms with these prospects for like an hour. And we had a process in place and a test in place at each position that, you know, the coaches were giving to these guys.